Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and as always, I am joined by our guy, Brig. What's up, Baseball Family? (laughs) So excited to be here. We're so excited to be here. We are happy, and I think we're going to have a good time today. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm going hat backwards today, so if I fidget with my hat, it's not something I do often. I was noticing that uh, because of the, the green under the bill, if I looked up at all, it disappeared. Might be because so. it's green under the visor. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We'll get in. Let's get into that a little <laughs> bit later. Bill versus visor. <laughs> <laughs> anywho, okay. anywho, let's go through real quick. How can you get in touch with the show? You can join the VIP group. Search Nine Plus Us VIPs on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram at Baseball Together or search Nine Plus Us Nine Plus Sign. Uh, U.S. Yeah, nine plus us. That's right. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I'm missing some letters. That's because nailed it. it out. <laughs> anyway, you can follow us on Twitter, baseball together <laughs> at baseball the number two together, and then also submit to the mailbag. The link to the mailbag is in every doobly do of every episode. It's in the doobly do. So, always in the doobly do. All right, now let's get That's started, fair. shall we? Yes. Brad, we shall. So there was something funny that I, at least I thought was funny, came up this week. (laughs) And uh, we all love Manny Ramirez. Uh, Manny being Manny. Well, it turns out at 47 years old, Manny wants to be Manny in Taiwan. Yeah, he does. And I couldn't be happier about it. I mean, especially (laughs) at this point, if I was was like, oh, Manny Ramirez is playing in Taiwan this morning at 6 o'clock, I'll turn it on. I mean, I work at seven. Oh, yeah. Why not? Totally. You're there. Yeah. You're already up. Yeah. Why well, yeah. don't care? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I mean, that, that's appointment TV at that point, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely yeah, so. it is. Yeah. I mean, do you think he'd be successful at 47 in Taiwan, Brick? Man, he will be successful publicity anywhere he goes. I yeah. don't know how well he plays baseball anymore. I don't know. But it would be fun to find out, and he'd draw a crowd, and, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. Well, and, you know, a lot of guys talk about how Manny Ramirez was the, was the best hitter they'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Have you have you heard guys talk about that? Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I watched, I actually watched a a podcast. It was, it's called R2C2. I know CC Sabathia is on it. I can't remember the other guy who he hosts with. Yeah. CC Sabathia was saying, um, He's like, Manny would let you get him out for his first one or two at-bats. He was letting you get him out. He's like, but if you saw him a third time, there was no chance. You had no chance against him if you thought, saw him a third time in a game. So, yeah. I mean, if, he, if he's if he's been staying sharp, if he's been taking BP and stuff, then well, he might hit 450. <laughs> <laughs> you know? you got to know. So I saw a clip. A, a friend of mine today sent me a clip of Mike Tyson working out. He was doing uh-huh. focus focus mitts and and the body pill, the body pad, and that mm-hmm. dude has still got it, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you but, saw the hangover that nasty, yeah. right? That he gives that Galifianakis. <laughs> oh man, for real! And that was ten years ago. This <laughs> yeah. was last week, bro, dude. This dude. So if Manny's doing anything like that, and I think once you get to that level, here's my freaking point. I think once you get to that level, you can't turn it off. It it, it does become part of your d- everyday life and. And how could it not? So you know, yeah, absolutely. you know he's taking BP. You know A Rod's oh, yeah. taking BP. You know these guys don't stop. Oh yeah, you can't. It, yeah, it, it becomes so ingrained in you as part of your daily routine that yeah. I'm sure if you miss a day, it's like you feel off. Got any more than BP sessions? Yeah, you know. Yep. 
It's exactly right. Unless your hitting coach is trying to get a hold of you, and then you just gave him the wrong phone number. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's the funniest damn thing. Or, excuse yep. me, funniest dang thing. Whoa, push the beat button. <laughs> Sorry. Well, so you brought up A-Rod. You brought up A-Rod. Let's, let's get into A-Rod a little bit. Okay. What's that? No, you're right. Let's do it. Well, yeah, let's get into A-Rod. So he and J-Lo, we, we talked about this a couple months ago, I think it was. They want to buy the Mets. Yep. And them together, the two of them, like as much money as they have together, they don't have enough money to buy a Major League Baseball team. Not even the Mets. Because it takes a lot of money. It's a lot of <laughs> money. It's a stupid um, amount of money. Billions of the B. B. Um, so they've been put, trying to put together a group. Right. Um, to buy the Mets. And uh, it looks like, you know, I mean, those, if anybody, if any power couple in the in the country is like, let's put together a group. Let's buy a Major League Baseball team. The ones I could see having success are Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen and sure. Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. That's like, those are the two that I could see it happening with. So I yeah. could see possibly, you know, we I, I talked about how it probably wouldn't happen, but if A-Rod's just a minority owner, then maybe he will get into ownership and end up buying the Mets. Well, and, and I think it will have to be a minority ownership situation, mm-hmm. like you're saying. Yeah, so I wonder who they'll bring in. I do. Is there any detail on who they're trying to uh, recruit? You know, I didn't see any names. Um, I did see that that the billionaire, whoever they're kind of recruiting, wanted to buy the Mets at a discount. Which, I mean, yeah, Who, of course everybody does. does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's you business. Don't stay a billionaire, you don't stay a billionaire by spending all your money. Um, but at the same time, like no. it's it's the Mets. It's kind of a discounted name, right? Um, <laughs> wow. Because there goes Brad. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there goes Brad again. But I mean, Black you think about that. it. You got the Yankees and the Mets. Yeah, <laughs> we I mean, talked about this. The, the younger Mets brother, brother thing. Yeah, that's who we're yeah. totally. Yeah, exactly right. But it is that belief for sure. Hey, all you Mets yeah. fans out there, I still love you, man. Love you. <laughs> hey, I don't have anything against Mets fans. I okay. mean, I've I've always said. <laughs> so I mean, as a Mariners fan, you know, obviously I can't talk about anybody because the Mets have been to the World Series recently. Heck, yeah. they've been to the World Series yeah, at least once, once yeah. <laughs> and they've won. <laughs> they sure did. I've, I've always said the people who cheer for bad teams are the most loyal, most loyal friends. Oh yeah, because if they're willing to stick that out, what are they going to do for you, man? <laughs> yeah, they can do anything. So, yeah, I uh, you're right. I have no problem with Mets fans. It's just, it's just the the older brother, little brother thing. That's all it is. I feel you, dog. <laughs> I feel you. I see. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, and there I, it is. All right. I, uh, I don't disagree with you. I don't know. But I'm a Yankees yeah. fan. I don't think my opinion should count here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. You can give your opinion. It just doesn't mean anything. Let's just back it right out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's before I put my foot in my mouth any further and offend anybody else, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> so, now... Major League Baseball has put out something this week, and it feels like it might be more of a plan than just an idea. What? I mean, let me know what you think here, Briggs. A plan? <laughs> From Rob? What this one is, is everybody's going to finish spring training at their home parks, okay? Because by now, if you can't finish spring training in your home park, you shouldn't be playing baseball there anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. It's May. It's totally. May so... Yeah, it's finished spring training, and then what they're going to do is their realignment is going. It seems like it's going to be part of the plan this year. You're, we're going to have to. It's going to have to be realigned just so that things can get done. Yeah, I agree. And this one includes three divisions: West, Central, East, and it's exactly what it sounds like. All they're taking is the is the West division, AL NL, putting together. That's one division. AL Central, NL Central, one division. Same thing with the East, one division, and that way it. it it reduces travel and exposure, and it ideally, I think, I think this is the best plan or idea they've come up with. Uh, dude, just give me baseball. 
<laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would watch Taiwan baseball at 6 in the morning yes. because it's baseball. <laughs> Look, I watched Venezuelan Winter League a couple months ago. Yeah, <laughs> you did. On. Look, uh, let me tell you this. If you think that that the Chicago Bulls want to play baseball, let's let them play baseball. Like, I don't care. That's right. If the, yeah. if the Utah Jazz want to step onto the field, let them step onto the field. I don't care. <laughs> Somebody play baseball so I can watch exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. My thing is that this feels like the most realistic plan slash idea that's been proposed that can work right, and be sustained. Yes. That's my thing with it is is that like, hey, we're at least headed in the right direction, I feel like. I agree. So here's – you said this plan is likely going to go into effect by what, June 1st? Uh, from what I read, I just saw a little blip. I can't remember actually even if I read it or heard it on the radio this week. Oh yeah. Uh, middle of June, end of July for the season to start. Okay. So with a three week spring training, end of May, beginning of June. Yep. And that's obviously tentative because nobody knows. For sure. Here in, uh, here in South Carolina, we're opening up the mall this week. Uh, nice. The malls, the beaches have opened, and we're doing mm-hmm. um, restaurants can do patio dining, so outdoor seating only oh, wow. on Monday, today. So that's a mm-hmm. huge deal, very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully that won't, you know, bring about more chaos, though it may. I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah. This thing might spread faster, but... That'd be terrible, but at the same time, I mean right. things things have just have to get back to normal as close as possible, or these businesses are going to go out uh, mm-hmm. completely out of business. And baseball might be one of them. Honestly, we've got to think about it on a minor league level. You know, these teams mm-hmm. they're discussing playing actual minor league baseball seasons inside the stadiums with no fans. That would basically cripple, right? If you have to if you have to do that much payroll and staffing and grounds crew and all that but with no fans man yeah that's tough it would be financial honestly, burden i think i don't know that this would be the case but i i would think that minor league teams if there's if there is no season might just let the infield grow and have a mow the lawn, mow the grass like once a month you know yeah um, because you you can do maintenance on a field and have it ready within a couple weeks. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, granted, that was a high school field we did that with, but still, I feel like yeah, you can minimize maintenance on a field and you can still kind of keep your head above water. Um, but no, I. But when the, then when it comes back around, you probably don't have any liquid to to pay to get it all together, right? Right. That's the problem. Is is so, cash yeah, flow? That's the issue. It's a cash flow problem. Yeah. Money in, money out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. these and these yep. ball clubs, these minor league ball clubs, live pretty close to the edge. Uh, you know, they're, I feel like they're always pushing the envelope. And you know what? Major league baseball teams have the same problem. Some of them, especially in the small markets. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, they're not sitting on a cash reserve. Um, and and these smaller market teams don't have a wide enough fan base. Some of them, where their people are out buying merch right now. Um, and then it yeah. it all comes back to TV deals, man. It's all the money's in ticket sales and broadcast. That's all it is. And you know, speaking of TV deals, I'm curious what the TV deals are going to be like this year. Right? If TV, if uh, telecom companies are going to be like, well, you need us, so we're not going to pay you at a premium. You know? Yeah. If like what what's going to go on there? I think that would be interesting. That's going to be interesting to see, or if they're going to be, oh, we understand and go with it i don't know because that's not typically how business is done right well especially not in telecom yeah for sure (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, exactly it's pretty pretty rough but i do like the idea of three divisions and i do think it's viable Mm -hmm. especially with travel considerations right unless you're in the west yeah and then you're hosed every time you turn around so yeah it still is because (laughs) there's still that jaunt from seattle to houston (laughs) Which doesn't make any sense to me. No, but it, it never will. Whatever. Yeah. No. But, anywho, so we actually have some bad news. 
I'm sure a lot of people have seen this. Anybody who actually follows baseball news has seen this. Trey Mancini with the Baltimore Orioles uh, will be give, will be beginning chemotherapy. Yep. Um, what this week? Yeah. Is that right? May have already started with by now. Stage. Yeah, probably already started yeah. by now. Um, but he has stage three colon cancer, and if I remember right, he had something along these lines earlier in the season. Yeah, it's some some sort of test came back or something. I don't remember, but it's. Mm-hmm. It's all been confirmed now. It's stage three colon cancer, and that's a rough yeah. deal. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So our thoughts are definitely with him. Yeah. And, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're not a, an Orioles fan, just a fan of baseball. You hate to see yeah. it. Fan of people, even. Yeah. You hate to see it. It's terrible. Yeah. So all you fans <laughs> of people out there, yeah. <laughs> you're right, though, Brad. I mean, I, I I have to make a dark joke. So for those of you that don't know, my wife has cancer right now. Um, she just got out of the hospital with, uh, she did a big procedure, stem cell procedure. And so this is something that's really close to us at our house right now, um, especially mm-hmm. with our baseball family and, and those of us that know, everybody, most of us know um, what's going on. But so our hearts really do go out to Trey Mancini. I don't know if he's listening to this or watching this, but we're with you, brother. And it's it's incredible what you're about to go through and, you know, we we pray for you. We really do, and we wish you the best. That's right. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, you know, along the lines, I guess going back to the COVID-19 cancellations, this week we saw that the Little League World Series is going to be canceled as well. Man, serious. You know, and, and it was one of those things where we, we assumed it was going to happen because it didn't seem like there was going to be any Little League. Yeah. Um, we didn't, we ended up not signing up Wilson for little league this year because, um, there's going to be some changes and we weren't sure exactly when they were going to happen. So we were like, you know what? We won't play right now. We'll just, we're, I'll just, you know, continue to play with them in the yard and everything. And so we kind of joked, Mel and I kind of joked, we're like, wow, this is, we picked a good year to not sign them up with no, with no little league, but it's, it's a bummer because I feel like there are kids who have some, at least an inkling that's saying, you know, this could be the year that we yeah. go because, you know, if there were young teams last year who made it, like we could go next year. Um, some kids that I grew up with, they were a couple years younger than me. Um, they got really close one year, made it the next year and won it. Uh, it's not uncommon. You know, so yeah. It's not. Yeah. Well, so it, it, it's, no, I was just going to say that Nick Lorenzo, uh, also a member of the VIP group and our baseball family. He's uh, he's let us know that uh, he he you know he coached a Little League World Series team, um, and he said that it he mm-hmm. feels really bad for the people of Williamsport because it is a tourist town and and it's an economic boon to them. Every year they rely on it for lots mm-hmm. of things, and uh, those those families and those businesses are going to get hit pretty hard this year. So I don't know what we can do to help them as a baseball community, but we should probably spend some time thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. But speaking of COVID-19, everybody stay home, stay healthy. I know that things are starting to open up a little bit, but still make sure that you use caution. Uh, let's go ahead and head on to our coronavirus PSA. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. Welcome back, baseball family. We're glad you're here with us. What we are going to do today is another newly popular segment on the show about baseball memorabilia. Yeah. So let's play that game that we are coming to love called What Was That Cost? Okay. <laughs> okay, so I did a dance for you, just for you, Perfect. Brad. Perfect. And all of the baseball family on YouTube. Um, all right, check it out. In honor of Brad... This week, what I decided to do was to look up a Ken Griffey Jr. signed baseball bat. Oh. Huh? 
You like? <laughs> How much money is in in the bank right now? You can have it all. <laughs> you don't want to know, bro. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Let me let me specify. I've done a little bit of research into this, okay. uh, and I I know a little bit about baseball bats. And what I will tell you is that they are not created equal. Okay, that's true. That's right. Then once they are, uh, you know, it depends on who made it, what it's made of, um, how it's finished with what color it is and what foil is used. And that all gets into player specifications and stuff like that. Now, you you know, years ago, you could go buy a Ken Griffey Jr. bat, Louisville Slugger, off the rack, and it was just a crappy sort of training model or whatever that they turned for you to make you think you were super cool. It's not what he's using in real life. It's the right. same turning model, same dimensions, perhaps, but it's really not the same, okay? Right. Quality of the wood and everything. So you have to take that into consideration when you're doing memorabilia searches, all right? Mm -hmm. It's very important. Right. Now, Ken Griffey Jr. swung a what color bat? Black. Every day, right? Every day. Black bat, made by Louisville Slugger. Mm -hmm. Here's the deal. A genuine now. Now it depends on if did he use it in a game? Did he not? Was it before he was in the Hall of Fame or was it after? Right. Mm -hmm. In the memorabilia world, all these details are really important. Right. And what you got to make sure is that you get a signed COA, right? A certificate of authentic authentic authentication. Authentication is not a word. <laughs> it's not. Is it it's never been a word. Is that the word you're looking for? Certificate of authenticity or authentication. Authentication. Authentication is still not a word. The point is, <laughs> you need a COA, all right? right. And uh, <laughs> so, a signed baseball bat, Ken Griffey Jr. Let's just throw out all the details. Let's see what is the lowest you think you would ever pay for a signed Ken Griffey Jr. baseball bat, Brad? The lowest I think I would pay. Yeah. Let's say you're not terribly worried. It's got to have COA. Right. Super duh. But other yeah. than that, you don't care. Game used or not, doesn't matter. Before or after the Hall of Fame, you know, maybe you don't care. Whatever. What's the cheapest you think you'd be willing to go? Probably five grand. What's the most expensive you think you'd be willing to go? I don't know. I'll take it all. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, all right. Like, I, like I, I think a Babe Ruth bat would, goes around a million, something like that, right? I don't know. We we haven't done that segment yet, Brad. I we don't haven't. know. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that one soon. Yeah, but I, I would think probably fifteen, twenty grand. All right. Like I said, I'm not incredibly familiar with the market, so totally okay. That's what I would pay if I had the money. If like I was in that business, that's probably right. what I would pay. All right, check it out. The market is in the toilet right now. Okay. Oh yeah, most things are. So here's 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 the deal. I did a quick search, just quick. I don't have time for this too much, but I did a quick search. The most, the least. Let's start with the least expensive bat I could find was two hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. Now I don't know what kind of you know I don't know anything about it other than and that and that got, could be a replica that was just signed. Totally. Exactly. Something you might get at Dick's, right? Who cares? Yeah. But it's yeah. signed. It's black. It's the same turning model. Louisville Slugger, the whole shebang. Okay. Right. The most expensive bat I could find was six grand. Quick search. Oh wow. Quick search. I'm sure you can get more expensive ones. Yeah. Um, but you know, like if it was from 2001, maybe. So next week behind me, you will see a <laughs> black Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> bat sign. <laughs> yes. For $200, what do you care, right? <laughs> yeah. Where? Point Where? me in the direction. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and take my money. All right. I'll send you the link. <laughs> Absolutely. I Thank will. You. I appreciate Your that. wife will be so mad at me. Sorry, Mel. I'm not sorry, though. I'm not. I'm not sorry. Not happy. <laughs> All right, Brad. What game did you watch this week, my friend? So this week I watched game one of the 1988 
World Series Athletics at Dodgers. Nice. October 15th, 1988. Very good. Now, I um, I was two, okay? And there's like, this is actually a World Series that I kind of have a little bit of a connection to. My family was at Disneyland during this series, okay? Yeah. So while we were there, my dad was like, hey, World Series, we're in L.A. Well, Anaheim, you know, L.A. Metro. Sure. And uh, he's like, Dodgers in the World Series, let's pick them up. And so I had a, I had a Dodgers hat when I was little. And um, <laughs> my in-laws are not happy about seeing the pictures of me wearing a Dodgers hat because they're Angels fans. Yeah, but, for sure. <laughs> but so this was like my... I mean, I was born the obviously born the year that the Mets won the World Series and the and the Buckner game and everything. But this is almost like my birthing into baseball World Series because it was the very like it's the series that I've heard the most about in my life as far as like having any kind of connection to, right? Because right. of being at Disneyland at that time, having the Dodgers hat and running around wearing that Dodgers hat for a couple of years after that. So this is the Kirk Gibson game. Right. For anybody who is not aware. So there you know, I watched this game just kind of I just I wanted to enjoy it because I've never watched it. I don't watch a whole lot of eighties baseball until the last few weeks. <laughs> and so I just wanted to sit and sit and watch this game. See some things that are different yeah. that um that I might I might notice you know, compared to uh what's going on now, like the um, obviously the game is played very differently now because you had Vince Scully talking about guys who come up to the plate and, uh, and saying, Oh, this guy's, this guy's a contact hitter. Watch for the hit and run, you know, stuff like that. Cause contact hitters don't have a spot in baseball anymore. Unfortunately, it's too bad. It, it really is. Um, so there were a few things I noticed one, Brig, did you watch a lot of, I mean, you watched a lot of baseball in the nineties, I assume. Oh right? man. Yes. Constantly. So I don't know if I just ended up watching a lot of Dodger games or if this guy happened to be the official radar gun guy of Major League Baseball. But something I noticed, did you ever see the guy behind home plate with the radar gun on the fedora? Of course, yeah. He was there. Really? Mike Mike Brito is his name. With the light-colored fedora. Yep. It's, it's, it was white Panama straw or something. Yeah, well, this was like, yeah, it was like a white, yeah, like white Panama hat. Yeah. And a cigar with yeah. with the radar gun. Yeah, for sure. I was watching that game, I was like, whoa, I remember that guy from my childhood. That guy's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> well, he probably looked like, like every scout ever. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Every scout, I'm sure, <laughs> at that time all... was like, Panama hat. The cigar, big checkered blazer, gun. you know. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> yeah, sure. That was him. Yeah. And I, I was sitting there watching the mail. I was like, I recognize that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he is a figure of my childhood. <laughs> totally, dude. Like, for sure. One of those weird things. Like I felt like every every Sunday night ESPN game, he was behind the plate with his radar gun just pointing it, you know, and it was it was amazing. I was like, I was so excited to see Mike Brito pointing his radar gun in nineteen eighty eight. <laughs> dilly dilly mike dilly That's dilly fantastic so um so there was that first off also uh jose so jose canseco was batting third for the yeah. a's yeah that game and um a couple things of jose canseco first there was there was a little bit of well a little bit there was a steroid controversy with him at the time um it sounded like some writer in the New York Post had said something about how he takes steroids, and they actually did a like showed a clip of him on NBC saying, "I can't believe anybody would say that. That's horrible that he would say that about a baseball player that he doesn't even know, and it's it's bad for the player, it's bad for his family. Like that's just that's wrong." Yeah. Well, <laughs> come to find out, <laughs> he was the guy, <laughs> and and I was looking at him, I was like, "Well, typically you don't look like that if you're not on steroids." The guy was a freaking triangle brig. Yeah, right. Shoulders were like six feet wide. His he looked like a cartoon. He looked like Kronk right, from like Emperor's Kronk. New Groove. Yeah, yeah it's oh, kind of hard to fit. I'm a, I'm a 32 waist and a 66 long. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's what he looked like. He was the personification of Kronk. With his pants were too tight and too short, so his stirrups went up about halfway up his up his legs. But then his body, like you know, 32 waist with like a triple XL because his shoulders and chest are so huge. Yeah, it's like. 
Yeah, no, dude, you're you're juicing, man. <laughs> he probably walked up There's to the no plate sh- with his own theme music, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dude, I'm we sure he did. dude, we just bridged, we just bridged generational gaps here. Yes, we did. That was that covered everybody. <laughs> but, so, so Jose Canseco, massive man, yeah, just <laughs> obviously on steroids. Um, well, so he gets up there, gets hit by the hit by a pitch on his first at bat. Then he comes in his second at bat, bases loaded. The graphic pops up, says. Has never hit a grand slam in his career. Boom! Line drive over the center field fence, grand slam. Like, oh, well, oh. look at that. Speaking of the broadcaster curse. Oh, yeah, the broadcaster curse <laughs> you know? for sure. And then um, and then Dennis Eckersley came in to close out the game because that, those, was that all that the, yeah, that grand slam, were, was those are the only runs that A's scored all game. Yeah. So Eckersley came in in the bottom of the ninth. Um, A's had a 4-3 to three lead. Over the Dodgers and uh, and he and Eckersley walked um, walked Mike Davis, so he's up on first. Kirk Gibson comes in to pinch hit, and the and the graphic pops up says Eckersley has not given up a home run this season. Boom! Line drive over right field fence. <laughs> oh, <laughs> game <yeah>. over <laughs> on a bum leg though. <laughs> on a bum leg. That's the best part. Oh, totally! Because he he did not put any legs into that swing. No, zero. He just legs. hacked at it. It was a it was a complete flick of the wrist. Yeah. He was not trying to hit the ball of the fence. He's trying to put it in play. Yeah. find some grass, get on base. He let a pinch hitter come out and run for him. But he happened to he he got all of it. He squared it up and hit a line drive over the right field fence. And uh, they showed Tommy Lasorda. Uh, you know, just he jumps out of the dugout, loses his mind, runs onto the field, and everything. <laughs> but yeah, it was he always it was did funny. That. It was. <laughs> <laughs> love that guy but yeah. well for a few reasons but anyways yeah. uh no the game was a fun watch i mean it was it's not like anybody was really getting shut down the dodge you know uh, it ended up being seven hits to seven hits there were a few walks there's some good base running some stolen bases hit and run stuff like that it was it was a fun watch if you if you haven't watched it in a while or if you've never watched the game go back and watch it for sure because it's a good watch. It was entertaining start to finish, and it goes really fast. Before I knew it, Gibson was coming up. I was like, wait, I thought it was like the seventh inning. When did I lose track of two innings? Yeah. So, so yeah, it was it was cool. And, you know, the ninth inning, they, they show the camera going panning up and down the Dodgers dugout, and they say, well, we don't see Kirk Gibson anywhere. He's the guy who's really been the shot in the arm for the Dodgers <laughs> offense this postseason. So it doesn't look like they're going to pinch hit. Yeah. But then he came in. You know, I think I think Davis is up to bat, and he finally came into the into the dugout. Was ready to go, but no, cool game, lots of fun. Go ahead and watch it, Brig. What game did you watch this week? I watched the game of the week, actually, Major League Baseball's. Nice. Uh, it was it was Friday night, or Saturday night actually. It was Saturday night. I watched Game Six of the two thousand nine World Series. Yankee oh, right Phillies at, at Yankees is what it was. And uh, it was great. It was so great. So, so um, the 2009, I had just joined the Army. And I remember in the World Series, when the Yankees went to the World Series, I was at a field training exercise. This is, this is a story for you. I, uh, <laughs> when, they went, when they won the ALCS and they, they went to the World Series, I was in the field covered in camouflage and all this garbage. <laughs> And uh, doing maneuvers, or whatever you call them. Anyway, so we were doing that, <clears throat> and I get to the car after our training stuff. I get to my car. I check my phone. Yankees win. I like, lost it right, and in uniform, I took off my my took off my uniform hat. The, they call it a cover. <laughs> took off my uniform hat. Uh-huh. Reached into my back seat. Pulled on my Yankees cap. Nice. Man. And then guess what happened? I got chewed out. No, I got chewed out so hard. Dude, a senior NCO saw me. I was brand new to the Army. I had no idea what I was doing. And it was a Phillies fan? No. <laughs> no. No, but that's funny. So this senior NCO sees me in uniform. You know, it's a U.S. Army uniform with a non-regulation cap on. 
Man, he lit into me so hard. <laughs> so I took I took the Yankees hat off and I put my I got back in the car and switched him right back. <laughs> drove home. I drove home in complete violation of all uniform code and all the everything. Regulations. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, so I fond memories of 2009. <laughs> and awesome. uh, two th- 2009, game six, November 4th, two, uh, 2009. is Wednesday night. And I remember watching. It was it was awesome, man. Um, you know, Andy Pettit's on the mound. Pedro Martinez is on the mound opposing. It's like epic, dude. This is right, b- yeah. back when... When Hideki Matsui was playing for the Yankees and Johnny Damon was there, Alex Rodriguez was there, Derek Jeter was there. I think Derek Jeter, if I remember right, went um, five for five that night, which is insane, right? It's just absolutely insane. That is insane. Absolutely insane. And no base on balls either. He didn't walk one time. So, mm-hmm. man, what a cool experience. And uh, some of the names that, that came up in the game that I thought were really interesting, Mark Teixeira, um, I mean, that's a name that all Yankees fans know, mm-hmm. all Braves fans know for sure. Yeah. And then um, Jay Happ, who's still still in the game today, was there. He's still slinging it, man. I know, man. Isn't that crazy? So, but some, so it was, yeah. it's like, for me, 2009 is this weird break. Because we don't see, you know, Jeter's gone, A-Rod's gone, Pedro's gone, mm-hmm. Matsui's gone, um, and then we got these um, these guys like Hap that are still there and uh, that were young at the time, and it's it's just very cool. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, the game the game was very. I mean, I don't want to call it one sided, but it was. You know, uh, nobody yeah. scored in the first. Yankees scored two runs in the second. Uh, Philly answers with one run in the top of the third. Yankees come back with two runs in the bottom of the third. Scoreless in the fourth. Top of the third. Top of the fifth. Zero runs for Philadelphia. Yankees pile it on with three more runs. I mean, at that, at that point, it was just like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? I mean, pretty much out of reach. Yeah, Yankees right? are up seven zero, or they're up right seven runs. Um, the Phillies had one run at that point. In the sixth, they the top of the sixth, they they start to get something together. They score two runs. Yankees cannot answer in the bottom of the sixth, uh, but that's how the game ends: three three runs to seven in New York. Game six, World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. Yankees win. Yeah, baby. Sweet music to my ears. And uh, well, at that point, it had been what. Uh, eight, nine years. Nine years since there was a game six, and well, I'm thinking since the Yankees won oh, the yeah. World Series, right? That's nine right, because they won 2000. Yeah, nine. Oh, what a drive! Nine, yeah, nine years since they won. <laughs> uh, six years since a World Series had gone to a game six, hadn't got get you hadn't gone to a game six since the 2003 World Series, actually, yeah. which the Yankees also participated yeah, I, in. <laughs> Yeah, and bringing that up, I do remember there was kind of a spell where the World Series just was not that great. But I feel like since 2009, we've been spoiled. Spoiled rotten. Absolutely spoiled. Well, and I mean, honestly, the last handful of years have been just bananas. Like, yes. like if we've been spoiled yeah. from 09 to 15, 14, then from 14, 15 on, it's been like unheard of, amazing, just yeah. Ridiculous! Yeah, been some of the most amazing series I've ever seen in my life, for sure. Well, and part of that baseball or otherwise, yeah, totally. And part of that is we are more prepared to to interpret. Also, the game has changed so dramatically since then; it really has. Like you pointed out, just the difference from '88 to '09 was huge, but then even the differences from '09 to 2019 are just staggering. I mean, they really are. Yeah. So. Yeah, when you break it all down, it's it, you know the the game was. I don't even know how to say what I'm trying to say. It was it was great, but it was not unexpected for 2009. Mm-hmm. But now, man, nobody can win at home in 2019. What the heck is up with that? <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, so weird. 
<laughs> you know, they always, the old cliche, the series doesn't start until the home team loses. Like, well, game yeah, one, this series man, is home. it's off. Here we go. Yeah, you're right. No, it was great. It was great. That's awesome. All right. Must be nice to watch your team win a World Series. Uh, I don't know what to do with that. I uh, <laughs> I feel like I know what it's like all the time. And not going to apologize for that, Brad. I know you tried to, I know you tried to like throw your dagger in there. Yeah. 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 It is. It is. is. It's good. 27. Okay. It's like, it's like that Michael Scott. I love inside jokes. I hope to be part of one someday. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. I love watching the teams win the world series. I hope mine wins one someday. That's exactly right. You will. You will. You might not live to see it, but it'll happen. Hopefully this decade. This decade. I'm calling <laughs> yeah, this decade. Yeah, that's right. You've been saying that for weeks. All right, baseball family, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we got a game we came up with, and uh, we think you're going to like it. It involves spending money and drafting, and I don't know. It was crazy, but we'll talk to you about it when we get back. <laughs> take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I never get back with me. Root, root, root for the home. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two. Three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Shop kids' baseball strips at 9plusss.com. Welcome back, baseball family. So, Brig and I, we're trying to figure out a game to play because we like to play games. It's fun. Um, yeah. And so Brig actually suggested, he's like, we could go back and do, like, fantasy teams with, like, all-time players. We could do current players. So this week we decided to start with our fantasy starting rotation with current pitchers. Okay? Yep. Another time I'm sure we'll end up doing all-time whatever. But this week we're doing current players, our fantasy starting rotation. So here are the rules. We've Most of us have seen on Instagram or something, somebody will post a grid of a bunch of players that will say, you have X amount of dollars and everybody's assigned a dollar amount. So what we're doing here, we have $16 <laughs> to choose five players valued at $5, $4, $3, $2, and $1. We're going to do this draft style um, because I... Because um, you changed the, the rules halfway through. Oh, not just halfway through, I was constantly changing the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks ago, we were decided to, decided to do this. And up until the second we started recording today, I was like, hey, let's do it this way. And Brig was like, well, yeah, of course you changed the rules on me. <laughs> <laughs> I had it all ready to go. So... <laughs> I, was, I was really deliberate. I spent my $16 perfectly. And then and I felt, I was like, no, it was perfectly balanced. And now <laughs> Brad's like, you might not be able to pick that guy. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, so since I threw a monkey wrench in the whole thing, I'm going to let Brig go first. I'm going to handicap it a little bit for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Now, did you want to tell them that this is also built for five years? Oh, yeah, that's right. We're building a, a rotation for the next five years as well. So you want this to last five years, okay? And we're going to put mm-hmm. this up. We're going to put a link in the doobly-doo or find a way somehow. We'll put it in the, the VIP group. I already have it, I'm sure. But here's the point. Yeah. You're going to have access to this, and we want to know how you spend your $16. Who do you agree with? Because my first pick is Garrett Cole. $5. Of course. $5, Bob. Come at me. <laughs> All right. Let me uh, let me log that. This is, this is forever, Brick. This is forever For- and always your... You're starting rotation, so I'm I'm putting it on the internet as we okay. speak. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> so, no my pressure. first pick, <laughs> I am going to pick for five dollars, Bob. Jacob Degrom. Ooh, okay. I didn't yeah. see that going that way. Yeah, all that right. that just happened. All right, that just he was happened. my number. He was my number three five dollar option. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Well, if you're going to leave it open like that, I want Justin Verlander. That's fine. You're not going to win a World Series, but you can have him. Hey, he's oh. a clubhouse guy. Okay? <laughs> Call the burn unit. Call the burn unit. <laughs> he is a clubhouse guy. <laughs> He'll he's talk clubhouse guy. everybody else in the league, but he won't say a word about anybody in his clubhouse. I'll give He you has that. lots of great leadership capabilities. <laughs> he has rules that he lives by. It's like a samurai code with that dude, okay? <laughs> it's true. Absolutely true. Okay. My next $5 pick Ooh. is Max Scherzer. Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. Yeah. Yeah, I like that guy. I know you do. I mean, why not? Why not? I don't know. It's up to you. It's your choice. It's your <laughs> money. You spend however you want. Okay, so let's recap real quick. I know it was, I know it was pretty quick, but let's let's recap. So Brig has spent $10. He's got Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. I have spent $10. I have a Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer. Yeah. We have $6 remaining each. Okay. $6. That's not very much. It really isn't. Bro, I have two guys who will literally light you up all season long. Verlander, okay. I know. I will recognize that Verlander is a little shaky in the offseason. I got it. I mm-hmm. understand that. But it doesn't matter because he brings so much more to the table. All right, well, so I'm going to destroy you That's what I'm trying to well, say. Well, hold on. Now, this is part of the reason I said five years. I don't care. I know what you said. I understand. All right. Well, are you ready for He's 37, man. I don't care. I know. Okay. Okay. I know. Okay. You know I'm a clubhouse kind of guy, okay? That's true. <laughs> that's the that's how I am. I need my clubhouse <laughs> leadership guys. Like like uh Dustin Pedroia is sitting the bench right now. I want him in the clubhouse, okay? That's I understand point. that it's expensive, but he is invaluable. He needs to be managing or something somewhere, okay? He got should it. be. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Absolutely. Next pick for me, I'm going to spend 3 bucks on Blake Snell. That's a solid pick. Yeah, and I need a lefty for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Boy, by the way, yep. you didn't do uh when you picked these pitchers, there were they were few and far between on the lefties. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, what I did was I got on baseball reference and it's probably not a bad idea to do this. Um I got on baseball reference and I went through and picked the guys with some of the best numbers throughout the throughout the year. Um I disregarded wins just because that's I feel like out of the control of the pitcher because you've got DeGrom who cares who has one of the right. best ERAs absolutely in the league but he's like he's an under 500 pitcher because he doesn't get any runs support right so ridiculous you the know? stat is absurd it is it, yeah it needs to be done away with mhm so, absolutely pitchers can't be held to that okay Brad why are you going to spend your next your third pick what's your third pick okay so i'm going to go with for $4 Ooh. The next five years, Mister Walker Bueller. Oh, nice, Bueller. Yeah, Bueller. Yeah, yeah. I think I he, think that is the best value on the market in the whole entire thing. Yeah, because he's so young and he's so dang good. Absolutely. Yeah, you stole I mean, my pick. If you've got one, two, three, Degrom, Scherzer, or Bueller, you're not losing. No, you're right, and you totally stole my pick. That was. Yep, he was on my list. Yes! But I had to change a couple of things. That's why I couldn't okay. go with Walker Bueller. Um, okay. My next pick, it's so funny that we haven't overlapped yet. <laughs> Not too much. <laughs> I'm going to spend $2 on Lucas Giolito. That's my next pick. Ooh, Giolito. Yeah. I, I, you know, I saw him. I was putting him on the list. I was like, Briggs going to take him. He's a big Giolito fan. I love Giolito, man. He's awesome. And I'm I'm telling you what, he's going to be part of the anchor that's going to take Chicago south side into the next level. I'm telling you. Dude, he is. He you is. watch. Him and Tim Anderson. Yep. Yeah. That's that's going to be their, their core. It's going to be part of it. For sure. For sure. Okay, so you've spent fifteen dollars. Yeah, man. Thus far, I have spent fourteen, and I still have two picks. <laughs> so you know where I've got to. I've got to go to the bargain bin. Oh, me too. Of course. Yeah, All I'm right. with you. Yeah, of course. So for one dollar, I am going to take Marcus Stroman. Shut up! Are you serious? True story. Woo! Okay. Okay. 
I like that guy, man. I do too. That guy, he's not just a pitcher. He's an athlete, man. Yeah, I he agree. With, I agree with you. Yeah. So 100% I want agree. a guy like that, especially if if we're going to the World Series and we're going to have no DH for any extended period of time in that series. Yes. I want that guy up to the plate. Okay. I I can extend his outings. I respect that. I respect that. That's pretty good, man. He's on my list too, but yeah, he's right, on my short go. list, but I didn't go with him. Rounding out your starting rotation, your fifth starter and your fantasy starting rotation for sixteen dollars you have. Trevor Bauer. Solid pick. <laughs> you know, I knew one of us was probably going to take him. I like that it guy. Was between him and Mad Bomb, dude, and I was like, well, so I w- I went with youth, and I went with mm-hmm. attitude. See, the yeah. thing about Trevor Bauer, he's got a lot of personality. He's got a lot of attitude. I understand that. I got you. But uh-huh. at the same, and and you know, he might rock it, rock the clubhouse boat a little bit. Got it. Fine. But I got Justin Verlander in there, who's going to anchor that. Okay. Culturally, yeah. we're going to be fine. Got no problems there. The what what we're going to get is a fan base draw with Trevor Bauer. We're going to leverage all his social media stuff, and he's young, and he's still got fire. And on top of his fire, he still has a very systematic approach to everything he does. Everything is purposeful. Everything is pre-planned. Everything is thought out. Dude is playing chess constantly. That's what I want. You gotta, yeah, that's it, what I was going to say. He's a smart dude, Dude man. is so smart. So if i got to spend $1 on anybody, I'm picking the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. That's a smart pick. And, you know, something something about Trevor Bauer that I did not realize until recently. Okay, are you ready for this? I'm ready, man. So he was drafted by the Diamondbacks. I knew that. But it was the first round, number three pick in the 2011 yep. MLB June Amateur Draft yep. out of UCLA. That's right. Right? Can you tell me when he made his major league debut? No. So he's drafted in June 2011. He made his major league debut June 28, 2012. What? Phenom, man. I didn't realize that. Oh, and that wow. might be part of the reason he has some control issues. Oh, yeah. Because he spent no time in the minor leagues. I did not I know that. I didn't that. realize that. Yeah, so. It, it goes to say oh something I feel like for his ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a legit pitcher, man. He's he's something else. And I feel like John Gruden's saying man all the time. Yeah, man, he's a <laughs> yeah, great man. pitcher, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got to stop that. Ugh. Dude, you don't have to talk to me about John Gruden. <laughs> I've been a Raiders fan way longer than I should have been. So <laughs> That's fantastic. That's a totally different That's story. Fantastic. That's a completely <laughs> look. I got it. Look, I got into it when Howie Long was there, and okay, so you got to leave me nice. alone. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't watch the NFL anymore anyway, so it's fine. Right? Yeah. Bill Romanowski left, and that was pretty much it for me. <laughs> Which is so ironic Normal. because of my PED issues i don't know it's so funny yeah anyway yeah, i've always thought it's funny you like romanowski for that reason i know but anyways okay well, who you got all right so that's you've got your you've got your five for my last one i'm gonna make a homer pick and pick marco gonzalez yeah i knew you were gonna do that <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i mean there's a reason i put him i put him on there because i wanted to pick him. i saw that i was like what <laughs> and you know what he probably proved to be awesome but I, well, he's he's really good. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's the same thing. He he. His problem is he just doesn't he doesn't get any uh, doesn't get any run support. No. And I feel like if you've got him rounding out your five, that's a pretty good. Yeah. That's a pretty good tail end of your rotation. Yeah, I agree. Well, so. and if Vogelbach could stay healthy, he probably would get some run support, right? Yeah, him and, and then, if Hanniger had missed half the season with a ruptured testicle, yeah, Hanniger. 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 What did I say? No, you said Hanniger. That's just, oh, did I? It's just funny because the story behind it is uh, is Craytown, and I, you know, I feel like we haven't got the whole story. <laughs> but this is a family show, and we're not going to talk about that. But it's like yeah. what actually happened, you know? <laughs> That's all I want to know. <laughs> well, didn't didn't you see it? No, didn't you see it? Happen? No. 
It's a foul ball, man. Oh, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, it's a foul ball. I just heard the story, and I was like, mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw the replay. I was like, oh, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was a foul ball, and he ended up missing the rest of the season because of it. That explains how much Seattle baseball I watch. What? Just kidding. Oh, oh. And guess what? That's about the only reason to, there was to watch it last year. So, <laughs> no, dude, they went on a tear early on. I was watching a lot of Seattle baseball oh, yeah. early on. Yeah, everybody dude, was. you were calling me. You were and like, "This is it, dude. This is it." Vogelbox, <laughs> freaking Babe Ruth reincarnate, man. It's gonna be awesome. We got this. And I was like, whoa. Turned out to be more Chris Farley than, than Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was pretty yeah. great. That beginning of 2019 was pretty awesome. Oh, it was, it was fun. Yeah. It was a whole lot it of fun was. for about three weeks. Yeah, three. Maybe a month. Yeah, four. I was going to say three, four. So, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. But, all right, let's 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 recap real Kay. quick. So, we had $16 to spend on five pitchers. Yeah. And you know, initially I said I said seventeen dollars, but then I was like, wait a minute, you can just take three five dollar pitchers yeah. and then put two one dollars at the end, and you're good. So I decided to go. That's why I chose sixteen. You did a pretty good. Um, I think it was a pretty good decision, but you did change the rules on me after I'd already made my picks. <laughs> I think that was what this afternoon. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> <said> right. That. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good but stuff. So, 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 Brig, you've got uh, you've got Cole Verlander at five dollars a piece. Snell at three dollars, Giolito at two, yeah. and Bauer at one. And that's not the rotation I would put them in, by the way. But yes. Oh, wh- what order would you put them? Um. In? Okay. I w- I would. I mean, it would depend on matchups and and different strategies and stuff like that. Where we're playing mm-hmm. um, national versus American over the season, stuff like that. But honestly, I I got to give Garrett Cole number one, number two slot. I would probably honestly give to Blake Snell. Um, yeah and yeah that. and then I think I would uh, it would be number three would be a toss between Verlander and Giolito and then I would end with whoever's left and and then Bauer number five. Nice. That's what I would do. Right on. That's cool. I only have one left hand got... pitcher. So oh. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about that these days. Um, so I've got Degrom at five dollars, Scherzer at five dollars, Bueller at four. Stroman at one, Marcus Marco Gonzalez at one, yeah. and I'd probably, I'd probably go with that order too. Oh, would you? The order that I picked. Them. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd go down. Just Degrom started off because nobody's going to hit him. No, yeah. Right. And then Scherzer, you know, same wreck their confidence for the next day, and then Bueller continue with it. Totally. But yeah, no, I think I think those are hundred win teams we've got there for five years Easily. in a row. It's too bad there's. A luxury tax. Man, you know, I agree <laughs> with you. Maybe we should discuss yeah. a salary cap instead of a luxury tax. Maybe we uh, will. And that is what you call That's right. <laughs> and baseball family, with that, we want to let you know that you can jump on the shop at 9plusus.com. And it's uh, dot com. I'm wearing my I Speak Fluent Baseball shirt. This is in our... Uh, one of our fine uh, summer colors, it's Tiffany blue. Nice. Um, yeah, get ready for the heat. Yeah, you know, I'm wearing blue and pink already. And then this is my perfect hat. Nice. It comes in navy and white lettering red. The K is red, and uh, we got all kinds of cool stuff on there. I'm, I, 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 in fact, I was up till four o'clock in the morning the other night, um, just playing around, adding stuff to the shop that you'll see later this year that I just was having fun with. I was like, you know, we don't have as much of this as I want. So I just started building. <laughs> I just started. Put- I make the rules. That's right. <laughs> so I just started dropping stuff. <laughs> They're not live on the shop yet, but they will be. Anyway, don't forget that tomorrow, Tuesday, is Giving Tuesday, okay? And everything we do, we give back to charity with. So 10% of everything we earn, everything we sell, goes back to making sure that people get to play baseball okay that's the whole point we're here that's all we're doing all right so this month everything we're doing right now is autism awareness that's what we're that's what we've been doing all of april so so jump on the shop get yourself something nice so that we can donate more money to uh alternative baseball and get people playing the game that we love all right so tomorrow is giving tuesday you can do it today you can do it tomorrow whatever just don't forget to jump on the shop 
get yourself something nice, get something for your for your sweetie or whatever it is, and then uh, and then we can make some donations. That's right, and it is May, but we're still doing autism awareness. That's right, totally. <laughs> we're always doing autism Absolutely. awareness. But don't forget, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, but don't forget to jump on baseballtogether.com. You can watch the podcast. You can read about baseball. You can listen to the podcast as well. That's what I meant to say there. But anywho, you can also submit to the mailbag. Send us questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks. We love those. And baseball family, everybody, stay safe out there, and we will catch you next week. Next week.